if you're a good leader, Susan, and I work for you, I'm going to work harder. I'm going to work smarter. I'm going to be loyal and I'm going to stay. It's time to rethink everything, to redo the rule book, to explore smarter ways to work and rediscover what's possible. It's time for a fresh take on how technology and creativity are changing the way work gets done. I'm Susan Campbell, and this is The Big Rethink. Leadership's such a hot topic because people have such different definitions of what makes a good leader. Some people are drawn to the outgoing, the magnetic presence, while others prefer a more hands-off, quiet leadership approach. While we might have different perspectives on what makes a great boss or executive, there are some traits all good leaders have in common, and each of us can build those skills to become good leaders in our own way. In a hybrid world, it's about knowing how to cultivate these skills alongside technology and use our tools to our advantage. Today, we welcome Karen Culligan to the podcast. A speaker, consultant, and leadership expert, Karen is the founder of PeopleThink, a comprehensive suite of leadership and team development programs that help executives, teams, and individuals improve both their performance and that of the organization. Karen's signature program, Keep It Real, educates new and advancing leaders to be bold, competent, and confident. Welcome to the show, Karen. Susan, thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here, and I love to talk about leadership. Well, I, I'm, I'm impressed that you found some time for us today with everything that you do. So, Such an interesting um, resume that you have, or resume is not the right word, but um, such an interest, interesting perspective. Tell us a little bit about PeopleThink and, and your role at the company. Yes. Um, well, I founded PeopleThink in 2000. So, Susan, I come out of technology. And okay. so when I started People Think, I thought, well, don't I get to do what I want to do? And so I thought, well, yes, I do. And so I wanted to focus on that leadership uh, development and that team development because I've always done everything around people initiatives, hence the name of my company. So my goal has always been how do I move people from point A? I don't care if you want to go to point B or point Z. We really want to work with those leaders, those teams to help them figure out how, in fact, to do that. So that's kind of where where people think came from. And again, back in 2000, it's kind of crazy that I've been around this long um, doing the work <laughs> that I really love. <laughs> that's awesome. So now it's it's fascinating to me. You say you come out of technology, but you always put people first. And sometimes those two things are are not always on the same plane. Like if you would have said you had an HR background or something, you would think, oh, natural progression, people think. So how do you get from background in technology to start your own company, people first, about um, getting people from A to Z? Yeah. Well, Susan, I worked at a tech company and my focus was always on the people initiative. So I wasn't okay. in the technology side of the house. I recruited okay. for technology people at times and then uh, did many other initiatives around leadership, mentoring, career, and that type of thing. So gotcha. when I came out, that that's that's where that um, progression happened. Gotcha. Well, companies are always focused on leadership. It's a, a trait that employees and, and, and employers are always looking to try to master. Uh, where's the first place people should start when they're trying to become a better leader? 
Yes. Well, the first place to start is with themselves, and that's really around self-awareness. So, so Susan, the thought is, who am I? Who do I want to be as a leader? And then where are my gaps? What do I have to do to fill in in order to make sure that I'm bringing my unique value to the organization? And, and what, what's so interesting, what you, what you were just talking about, I mean, organizations have and will continue to put leadership somewhere in their realm of development. However, the issue is that there's so many ways to define leadership that mm-hmm. that becomes an issue if the organization doesn't really think about what is our culture of leadership. So as we promote leaders, they really have an idea of how do I have to develop for my role? And that's where we're seeing there's some disconnect these days is that organizations have been so busy. What do we do with the pandemic? Oh, then we're going to have remote work. Oh, my goodness. What do we do about getting technology in everybody's home? Oh, my goodness. And so, um, and then all of a sudden, what do we have? We have the great resignation. Then we have quiet quitting. And then we have burnout. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just been this whole progression since the pandemic that people are thinking, well, holy moly, what do I do about leadership? And how do we get back on this bandwagon to say, okay, now let's let's begin to focus again on leadership? Yeah. Wow. That's quite the progression we've had even in just the last five years about. Yes. um, And and I love what you said too, Karen, about how the organization has to define what leadership means to the organization. Yes. Um, I think always when, when there's, you know, sort of leadership initiatives or whatever, they focus on the, the folks going through those programs and there's not, as much maybe as is necessary discussion on what the leadership of the company from the company's point of view, what they want leadership to look like. It's all about building skills, right? Yeah. That's exactly right. And, you know, the big thing for me around leadership, you know, just as we're talking about, you know, the culture for for each organization is what I call um, the head and the heart. And so you have to have expertise, you have to be competent. However, it's the uh, heart piece, it's that emotional intelligence that's going to make a leader a great leader. And the emotional intelligence is all around, do I have empathy? Do I know my team? Am I um, communicating the way they need me to? Am I collaborating? And so for me, when we think about the leadership model, we have to put in that emotional intelligence so that when people say, oh, it's the soft skills, it's actually, Susan, the hardest thing to do. And organizations need to think about that. And I'm sure the hybrid world has, has you know, flipped that script on its head, right? That's got to have how I communicate or what my team needs or how do I show empathy in a hybrid or a distributed or oh, a remote model? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and when I think about the challenges that leaders have in that hybrid um, world, Susan, what I really think about are, are two. I think about leadership training because it hasn't been happening through this, this, you know, what we just talked about, this whole continuum since the pandemic started. So um, there's an organization called the Joss Burson Organization, and they did a leadership development study. They just finished it up. It was two years in November. And what they found is that leadership development kind of fell off the wayside for all the reasons we just talked about. Right. And so 
in the hybrid world, as we're asking leaders to step up and step in, what we're forgetting to tell them is, oh, by the way, we'll train you in order to do that. And 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 lead organizations aren't doing that right now. I mean, it's this is an insane number, Susan. Forty-seven percent of people who get put into leadership roles have never had any leadership training. That's Whoa. crazy. And you think about <laughs> what do leaders do? They're the differentiator. It's why I'm going right. to stay. People join organizations right. and they're leaving leaders. So yeah. it, it doesn't. There's no correlation to me on growing business and not training leaders. So right. Right. Um, well, it's like that quote, and I can't think of who said it, but you know, what if we spend all this money training them and they leave? It's like, what if we spend all this money? <laughs> Not true. Wait, don't spend any money and they stay, right? So exactly. That's exactly <clears throat> right. That is exactly yeah. right. That's exactly and, right. And you, you get training by default by your experience. And so if the company isn't formally investing in any of that training, just the the current course and speed of the culture or how things get done is the de facto training. That's exactly right. And so some of us have had great leaders and we're so lucky to do that. I always think the greatest learning is from the worst leader that you've had. However, <laughs> if you don't really think about it and you don't spend right. that time doing the self-assessment work, what's going to do it, just what you said, de facto is I'm, I might take on Become those that habits. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly right. Even though you don't want to and you think, oh, not po oh, it couldn't possibly be me. I would never do that. And you find you're emulating it because you don't know any, any different. different. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, Karen, I can I can totally understand that. So so where's the opportunity for growth here as you know, we're continuing in the hybrid, many cases continuing in the hybrid uh, world. Right. So yes. uh, what can what can companies do or people are in a leadership position who maybe that 47 percent who haven't had any formal training? What can they do to to yeah. address that? Yeah. Well, the first thing they have to do is, you know, I'll, I'll say again, the tra the training. They have to ask for the training. They have to demand the training. And and if enough people ask, then organizations might even step back for a minute and think about it. And and again, the studies are coming out these days of what has happened through the pandemic and and what has happened with leadership. If if the the senior leaders begin looking at some of those statistics, they will sit back for a minute and say, my goodness gracious, this really is impacting the bottom line. How are we mm -hmm. going to recruit and retain um, new top talent who wants to continue to grow if we are not training the people? It, it makes no sense. Um, the other thing I think for opportunity for growth is really uh, you know, we've talked about technology. I mean, technology is a beautiful thing. It's here to stay, obviously. Thank goodness it's here to stay. Mm -hmm. and, and yet there has to be some consistency around these models. So if we start thinking, okay, technology, absolutely, we're going to use it. How are we going to communicate with, with technology? Susan, look at, I mean, we've got Slack, we've got IM, we've got text, <laughs> we've got, you know, Skype. We've There's got no teams. shortage. And, yeah. There is no shortage. And what happens if there isn't a consistency in a group or in an organization, then there's going to be frustration because information is going to be missed. And then all of a sudden people are saying, well, I didn't hear from X, Y, Z, but mm -hmm. I did. You know, it, it just get it, it. So again, consistency for communication. Um, I, you know, all of us were on a, a video conferencing platform right now. And right. what, again, if we go back, 
we need consistency. When I do um, video conferencing, um, and it's going to be a large group, I always try and have a producer or someone that's helping me. Um, and, and and we went through it, Susan, before we got on the call today. We needed someone to help us really make sure the technology would work. So, um, and and then when someone is facilitating and a leader is is using that technology, they have to make sure they're doing the polls or using the chat. I always say cameras on because when cameras are off, we all know everybody <laughs> is multitasking, <laughs> and we also know multitasking does not work. Right, so there right. has to be standards <laughs> from the leader. And right. then the third thing around technology is really that content. Collaboration um, platforms like the Google Doc. Which one are we going to use? Are we going to use MS three sixty five? Are we going to use Google Docs? So, so technology can be our absolute best friend until it isn't. Right. And the isn't right. is 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 when we're not using it consistently, and or it doesn't work. Right. So, behind a consistent use of technology, how else can technology enhance your leadership presence? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it can be a wonderful um, use of communication. So so the way that I look at leadership, again, we'll just talk a little bit about, you know, the head and the heart part. I mean, there's other parts of, of leadership, certainly around vision and culture and inspiring and strategy and so on. Um, but when I get back to the head and the heart, it's important for the connection. And so technology can be a great connector to people. And again, that's why I say, Cameras need to be on. I want to see the whites of the eyes. They're, they're, technology will never take up that place where I'm in front of someone. However, it can really be incredibly useful. And we can get like the 80-20 where, you know, let, let's have this conversation. If I'm going to build trust with you and we're in a hybrid world, the only way I'm going to do it is if I have conversations with you. And if it's technology, so be it. Yay. Lucky for us that we have it. So um, I think it's really, really important that a leader uh, really pay attention to that connection and every single person is different and what do they need from a connection perspective. They have to build the trust so that, in fact, when technology comes on, it's a useful, strong tool for us. Yeah, it's almost, it, it's interesting as you're talking through that, I thought of eye contact, Right. When, yes. when you're talking to somebody and they're not looking at you, there's no eye contact when, when you're person to person, face to face in the in the uh, physical world. <laughs> right. But the same is holds true even when you're talking to somebody on a video uh, conference and maybe they have two monitors and the monitor where their camera is isn't the monitor that they're looking at. And just that that eye contact um, absence or presence can make a huge difference, like you said, about making that true connection head and heart with your audience. Yes. Yes. And what I, I talk about all the time, the whites of the eyes, there's something about being able to look at someone and see the whites of the eyes. It tells you so much and you can see so much um, with, 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 with that kind of presence. So, um, I, you know, technology can really yeah. be our, our, our dear, dear friend, and it can be our evil devil too. 
if, like when you're talking and you're <laughs> right or when you're talking and you think your microphone is off or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you oh, hear me put, can you hear me yes yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on a personal note just uh how how have you worked to cultivate your own personal leadership style through a screen like what advice would you offer what are some key takeaways you've had as you've gone through this journey and have shared your knowledge with so many others yes um you know what's really important is clarity of self. And and I said it earlier, that self-awareness thing. So I've done all the work, like my Keep It Real Leadership program. I've gone through the whole thing multiple times to make sure that, you know, it, it's where it needs to be. And so therefore I've done the work on myself. I I know what my values are. I know what I'm really good at. I know what I really am not so good at. And I understand those gaps. I understand my communication style. You know, again, I worked really, really hard to do that. And so when I show up at, on a um, video conference or doing any kind of hybrid type of work, even if it's on, you know, Slack, tech, any of those types of, of technologies, what I do know is I show up as Karen and you're going to get exactly who I am, whether I'm in front of you or not, because I've done the work. I'm really proud of where I've gotten to at this point. And I, I, I feel like I need to come to this place whole. And mm -hmm. so when I show up, I'm here's Karen and that's what you're going to get. And I think that's really important for people, again, to go back to that unique value. What does each person bring to the table? And the only way they're going to know that is if they do um, work on themselves and really assess their values and their competencies and, and as we talk, communication style and so on. And I love that you've enumerated them because a lot of people talk generally about self-awareness or bring your whole self or all those kinds of, you know, just sort of sweeping generalizations. But I think it's so helpful to kind of itemize it. It's about the your values and the value you bring, right? Your um, competencies, what your gaps are, and your communication style. I mean, that, you know, those are key cornerstones to understanding and becoming self-aware. I think that's so helpful to break it down that way. I've, I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing yeah. that, Karen. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing about this, once you're clear about who you are, especially around the values, I think values are really guide, your guiding light. You can mm -hmm. make the easy decisions, but more importantly, Susan, you can make those really difficult, hard decisions and you still can sleep at night because mm -hmm. they're based on your values. and, and Exactly. And, and you know who you are. So it's hard work. I mean, leadership is hard work. Um, you know, hybrid work is hard work and people have to really take the time for themselves and their teams. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, last question, and it's kind of two part, but uh, the I'm still just wrapping my head around this statistic of 47% of leaders have never had formal training. So what, what, what's your recommendation to those folks, right? So if, um, you know, clearly ask your, your, uh, your company, but what's the best way to go about asking? And then if you don't think your company's in that kind of a position, how do you do it personally for yourself, for your own personal growth? Yeah. So of course ask. And when you ask, you have to be very, very specific about what you're asking for and why you're asking for it. And so depending on the organization, 
you know, maybe they do have leadership training. I'd like to be in this leadership training. This is why. This is where my um, career is headed. I've had my performance review with my leader, and this is what I'd like to be able to do. That that's great. For the case that you're talking about with with um, companies that don't have leaders, I mean, don't have a leadership program. Couple things. Um, be bold enough to say, okay, how about if I work with HR and we start talking about the importance of leadership within the organization. It's a development um, opportunity for me, and it's only going to help the organization because we know that leaders make all the difference in the world in terms of fiscal performance. If you're a good leader, Susan, and I work for you, I'm going to work harder, I'm going to work smarter, I'm going to be loyal, and I'm going to stay. Mm-hmm. So that that makes a big difference. So, so those are just two things in-house. If you want to really understand leadership, then you need to go, um, there's only eight trillion, and I've counted them, <laughs> leadership books. Um, right. However, you know, you start asking people, like, what are you reading? What about leadership? What What should I know? Um, Simon Sinek is great. Um, mm-hmm. He's got great books. You know, The Leadership Why, I think, is brilliant. It's small. I like small books because yes. then I'll read them. When they're too big and too theory, it's like, oh, who needs it? So um, you can read books. You can go to conferences. You can talk. Oh, Keep it real leadership program. Hello. <laughs> what took you so uh, long, yeah. <laughs> That was a layup yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You were handing me a beautiful gift. I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Keep it real leadership program. And, you know, if your company, so here's what else I'll say. If your company is not willing to step up and really start talking leadership, are you in the right company? And you may be, and you say might say, that's great. However, if you want to be a strong leader and your company doesn't value that, and that's not part of the leadership culture, I don't know, start looking somewhere else. And you know what? That is exactly to what you were saying before about what's, how does your organization define the leadership culture? Yes. And, and there you go. If you're not, if it's not a match, it's not a match. You either have to decide to conform to their definition, or if you want to pursue your own definition, you got to find some place that aligns with your values. So correct. A wonder, a wonderful bow on this package. You know, (laughs) wow. I, there are 8 trillion articles on leadership and I have to tell you that this was just such a refreshing conversation and just at a very, um, tactical kind of digestible short book version, like you were saying, right. It's, it's, it's enough to really get you engaged and, and, uh, and get you thinking, but stuff you can really uh, digest and understand and take action about. So thank you so much, Karen. I really oh. enjoyed this. Oh, Susan, thank you. And, and you know, it, 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 when we're learning, there's so, there's so much noise, Susan. So let's keep it simple. Let's mm-hmm. keep it smart. And let's keep it applicable. Well, you know, there's too many other things going on. So that's kind of how I view the world. And, um, I you know, it. it's just... Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Susan. It was, it was Simple, a great conversation. Simple, smart, and applicable. I, 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 yes. That, that I can remember. Three things, right? So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> before we sign off, uh, if our listeners, if you've enjoyed this podcast today, you can help us grow by visiting our feed on Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe. Or if you're listening on Spotify, be sure to hit follow. That's it for us. I'm Susan Campbell, and that was another episode of The Big Rethink. Thank you.